That's going to be a 60 minute battle, and we're going to be right in the middle. It's what's inside of it. It's how you got to grind it out. Let's go check the nation today, baby. Let's go check the nation out. Hello, Texas fans, and welcome back to another segment of the Horns Illustrated Beyond the Stats podcast. I'm Riley Zayas, one of the writers for HornsIllustrated.com, joined here by Luke White. Luke, how are you doing on this afternoon? I'm doing good. we got a lot to talk about when it comes to uh, Texas baseball and football, so uh, it should be a good uh, segment. It should be. Looking forward to talking about it. And, man, both you and I really love the sport of baseball, especially Texas baseball, so it's great to finally be able to talk about some actual games being played for the Texas baseball team, especially after all the winter weather that happened last week. We weren't even sure, you know, if, if the Globe Life Field uh, college baseball showdown would go on last week in Arlington, uh, but it did end up going on, and let's just say Texas did not uh, – live up to their expectations coming in as the number nine team in the country. But I think they did learn a lot about some some things to improve on as they move ahead with this season, which is really what non-conference play is all about. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you can kind of talk about how Texas, the practice, their practice time was limited due to the winter storm that pretty much took over the entire state of Texas. And uh, But also, like you said, Texas certainly found a lot of their weaknesses, they were able to identify those, and they found areas that they need to work on. Uh, in, in this case, it was certainly hitting uh, for contact uh, just because Texas, when it, this tournament, you know, they just were not themselves. It wasn't the same team that we saw last year. And I don't think it's going to be the same team that we'll see this year just because Texas really uh, just very unsuccessful when it came to making contact. A lot of strikeouts, but, you know, if you're also looking for the bright spots of a tournament, you know, te- we saw Texas's defense. We saw a couple of great uh, plays in infield from Trey Faltini. And, and we also saw that the players can hit for power because uh, both Ivan Melendez and um, uh, Cam Williams were able to uh, hit home runs in a major league ballpark, which is certainly impressive when you're at the college level. Yeah, it certainly is. And, uh, you know, watching them play, they faced number seven Mississippi State, lost 8-3 in that one. Uh, then the next day they played uh, number eight Arkansas and uh, fell 4-0 to the Razorbacks, then played number six Ole Miss and lost 8-1. So you look at those three losses, like you said, Luke, and you might think, well, you know, they struck out 46 times in three games. That's never going to be a good weekend. And David Pierce, head coach David Pierce, was obviously not thrilled by that performance. But we did see the pitching. We saw them be able to compete. Um, in certain instances, and at certain spurts, they were putting runners on base, whether it be via walks. Uh, they did have some hits sprinkled in there, and you mentioned Cam Williams hit a solo home run uh, for Texas' only run against the Ole Miss Rebels on Monday afternoon, and he followed that up with a solo shot on Wednesday in a Game 1 victory over BYU. That was a 3-1 win over the Cougars, and you know, Luke, Cam Williams looks to be Texas' go-to power hitter. He ended last season, I think he uh, had a hamate bone injury, and so he was out for the rest of the year as it got cut off due to COVID last spring. But he's back, he's healthy, and he's swinging for the fences. Absolutely. And I mentioned it uh, to offer just how much he reminds me of uh, a player from the University of Houston, Ryan Hernandez, just because they're just two really big guys that play the infield and can hit for power. At, you know, these major league professional ballparks, which is extremely impressive. 
And we also talked about kind of the night and day difference between uh, Texas playing in the college baseball showdown and then how they played against uh, BYU here in Austin. And uh, uh, for the most part, you know, BYU is a solid team. They're definitely you know, one of the better teams in the Western Athletic Conference. But Texas has played really successfully against them, especially when it comes to hitting. They're uh, hitting for contact uh, a lot better than they did this past weekend. So that's definitely an area where uh, David Pierce and the coaching staff is seeing that rapid improvement. And uh, next week, Texas has a game uh, versus AM Corpus Christi, who was another quality opponent. They were able to actually beat them when they played in 2019, I think it was. So uh, Texas will certainly have revenge on their minds, and that'll be a good test for the team. Yeah, you're right about that, Luke. And one thing that I did want to add is the fact that we saw Texas play from behind. And the big difference, you know, yes, you could you could attribute that to the pitching facing, you know, number seven Mississippi State and number eight Arkansas or number six Ole Miss is obviously different than facing an unranked BYU. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Texas went down 4 nothing in yesterday's uh, contest, which ended with a 12-6 victory for the Horns. And, you know, going down 4-0 in the top of the first inning is always a you, – you dig yourself into a deep hole before you even got into a chance to step to the plate. But Texas started swinging. They started hitting, uh, put runs up in the first, second, third, and fourth innings along with a big seventh inning. And so – we saw a lot from them on the ability to play from behind, and that's going to be key, especially with the parity that we're about to see as Texas enters Big 12 play here in the month of March. For sure, and you know, the Big 12 is already looking like a very uh, you know powerful, strong conference in the college baseball world, just because you've got teams like Texas Tech, TCU, Oklahoma, Baylor, West Virginia, just to name a few. And I actually misspoke earlier. Texas has a series this coming weekend, uh, or next weekend, I should say, versus Houston. It was 4-0 right now. They recently came off a sweep of Texas Southern. So they're definitely a really great team. I believe they played uh, in, at Kent, at Houston. Sorry, that's right. And uh, so that'll definitely be a big test for the Horns. But, you know, if they can keep playing like they've uh, played against uh, the two games versus BYU so far, who knows how far this team can go. So that momentum will definitely carry them into the Big 12 play. And uh, their first uh, Big 12 series will be versus Baylor the weekend of March 19th. But uh, to backtrack a little uh, a bit, they also have a series versus South Carolina the weekend before on March 12th. South Carolina has looked really good so far in SEC. So but Texas definitely has some tough opponents on the way, no doubt. Yeah, I know the, the old cliche amongst reporters, you know, the road doesn't get any easier. But that really is the case here for Texas. They don't really have an easy weekend. Uh, from here on out, Houston, as you mentioned, Luke, very solid opponent. We all know what South Carolina can do and has done already this season. And, you know, one guy that I think we all look to entering this season as a bit of a question mark was Mike Antico because we knew what he had done in the Big East. He was the 2020 preseason player of the year over there, playing for St. John's, decided to transfer over to Texas uh, here as a senior, fifth-year senior, and so we knew what he could do. We knew what he had done. But the question was, what would he do on the 40 acres? Because playing in the Big 12 is different than playing in the Big East. And I think he's definitely answered that. He didn't do a whole lot in Arlington. But in game one against BYU, came up clutch with an eighth-inning single to drive in the go-ahead runs for the 3-1 win. And then game two, just last night, hit an RBI double with the bases loaded to put Texas in front as all three runners scored. Man, it was a sight to see. That was right down the line. And uh, 
you know, Antico's really stepped into a big role. Palmer Wenzel, one of the relievers, talked about that post-game yesterday. You're very right about uh, Mike Antigo really kind of living up to the hype that kind of surrounded him as he came to Austin. Like you said, he really didn't play that well, uh, you know, in Arlington, but then again, neither did uh, any of Texas's players. But you looked at this BYU series, and you mentioned the two really clutch hits he had uh, yesterday when Texas won 12 to six. And, you know, he went two for five with uh, three bet, three RBIs, two runs scored, and no strikeouts. So so far, he's already been uh, aside from that Arlington series, he's shown what he, what he's capable of doing, and he's been one of Texas's biggest hitters so far. And he's going to look to join, you know, Eric Kennedy and uh, Cam Williams, who have both emerged to get uh, those other two as some of Texas's biggest hitters. So Texas, I think, can have a really great offense this year. And I know Zach Zubia talked about this in a preseason interview with the uh, Austin American Statesman, that Texas can really attack you offensively in multiple different ways because you've got guys like Cam Williams and Zach Zubia that can, uh, you know, hit for power and home runs. But then you've got guys like Antico and Eric Kennedy, uh, Silas Ardwan, uh, that can hit for average and hit for contact. So Texas, uh, they've definitely got a really great offense here, offense this year. And I think that's what's going to carry this team. And the team will really go as far as that offense goes. You're right about that, Luke. And you need that balance. The guys who can hit for power, the guys who can get hit for average. Uh, David Pierce talked about that. He said, if you play in the Big 12, you need to have good pitching, but you also need to score runs. And that's going to be key. Uh, and, and Luke, just briefly looking at tonight's matchup as we record on this Friday evening, uh, tonight, 6.30 p.m. start, we'll get to see Ty Madden, who 0 for 1 with a 6.75 ERA. He is typically the Friday night starter for Texas, so this kind of fits him. Uh, doesn't typically start the third game of a series, though. He's typically used to starting the opening game of a series. But regardless, uh, he didn't look great against Mississippi State. But we'll see what he can do at night against the Cougars' offense. Absolutely, and Ty Madden really came into this season as one of the, as no doubt the team's ace, but also one of the conference's best pitchers. He didn't really uh, have his best game in Texas, his first game versus Mississippi State. So he will look to rebound tonight versus BYU. He's uh, clearly shown, uh, you know, that he's very talented and he has what it takes to succeed at the collegiate level. So uh, we, uh, it'll be good to see him rebound tonight, and I think he'll really have a breakout year. And uh, he could uh, no doubt emerge as one of the top pitchers in the conference. Yeah, time will only tell, Luke, as you always say. We'll just have to see how it plays out for the Texas baseball team. And one last thought to leave you with, Texas will play seven games in eight days. That's quite a bit. And uh, at the same time, they'll be a positive because they'll give them a chance to really find their swing, find their rhythm before they get into those critical weekend series against Houston and South Carolina, which are sure to kind of either boost their tournament resume or kind of maybe lower it uh, based on the way they perform against those two opponents. No doubt. Uh, Texas definitely has a real crucial series coming up uh, versus both Houston and South Carolina, two very quality teams. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think that's going to be a good, uh, you know, a warm up for Texas as they get ready uh, to start big 12 conference play because Houston, South Carolina, two very quality non-conference teams, and those will be good for Texas to prepare for uh, conference play. We're certainly looking forward to seeing how they play uh, those two teams. We're also looking forward to seeing how they finish off this series against BYU. And Texas fans, thank you so much for tuning in to this segment of the Horns Illustrated Beyond the Stats podcast. 
Make sure to follow Horns Illustrated on all things social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as on hornsillustrated.com for the latest takes on the Longhorns. Have a great day, Texas fans, and hook them horns. Hook them horns.